Welcome. Top three reasons why startups fail. That's what we're going to talk about. Let's get started. I'm sure you've read so many articles talking about this. Anywhere from what's the product market fit, uh, the timing is off, running out of cash, bad execution, um, too much competition, bad business model, scalability, you couldn't scale, marketing wasn't adequate, and so on and so forth. There's just, just so many things to think about. So, but I wanted to, I wanted to think in terms of first principles and, and see, is, is there like three buckets that we can, uh, we can think through and get to the basics? Because I do feel some of these things like product market fit or pure execution, it all comes down to uh, very few things. So of course there's many reasons, but these are the three core reasons why I think startups fail. Number one, you don't know the problem. At least you don't know the problem you're trying to solve. You don't know the problem enough. You don't know your users. You're listening to your users and asking them, directly asking them what they want and they want a faster horse. And you're going and trying to train the faster horse. Um, and so you don't understand the problem enough to go, Oh, they want to move quicker, right? That's the translation between like what they're, what they're saying versus what they actually need. And you have to be able to see that. And have you just thought of a solution kind of looking for a problem? Did you contrive the problem in your head? That's a, a classic one. So one of the things that I look for, especially if I'm joining a startup throughout the years, what I've learned is like, what I look for is like, do the founders know the problem? And what I mean by know the problem, I mean, they really know the problem, right? Everybody thinks they know the problem, but like, have, uh, have they felt the problem? And were they, were they customers themselves frustrated and then, and they went out to solve it? That's one of the key things that I look for is that uh, some of the best companies I think was born out of getting frustrated and go, I wish there was something like this. Bunch of examples, Airbnb founders were frustrated about just because the, all the hotels were booked, they rented out their, one of their rooms. Um, why does it have to be so damn difficult? So that's an Airbnb example. Uh, Warby Parker is a good one. Um, and that's the, the glasses. Now you might be thinking, okay, so they just made it cheaper. No, 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 no. It's not just about cheaper. Founders truly were frustrated. Why the hell does these, do these glasses cost so much? Where, where in the supply chain does it add to the cost? Or is it a marketing markup? So they kind of shifted their focus and really thought like a customer, right? They were building a company for themselves as a customer, if you will, and, and, and being genuine about it, right? And, and, and so that's one of the reasons they do direct-to-consumer model because they don't want all the baggage in between add up to the cost. So how do we deliver quality glasses at a customer-friendly uh, price and try not to do evil by marking up like insane amount of money. I think I know that's that. So when you're, when you're genuine, your likely of success goes way up. Another example is Uber. Right? The Uber founders were trying to hail a cab in Paris when it was all snowing, which they found very ridiculous. How do you stop a cab? Can you call them? Like, why does it have to be so difficult? Like then that they felt that frustration, right? Then that's where the idea was born, right? And they, they said, there's got to be an app that can just click, 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 boom, it shows up and you're out anywhere. And that's what the, when they iterated and made this successful. Netflix, that's one of my favorite. I'm a big fan of uh, Reed Hastings. It, and, and he was frustrated because of the late fees. How many times, you know, back then, 
when we were going to Blockbuster buying the, uh, getting the videos, we're frustrated because, and we forget to return it, and late fees just add up. And in fact, their entire business model was about making money through late fees. So that's one of the frustrations. And then Reed basically had a business model, so there is no late fees. Keep it as long as you want. You just have a subscription, so you know which. I mean, it's what a brilliant move. And then eventually, it went into streaming, of course, um, because there's a one more friction of mailing a DVD back and forth. Again, they just the obsessive focus on user experience. The least amount of friction is what increases the chance of success. Get into the mind of your users. I mean, really get into the mind of users. I cannot iterate that enough. Become the user. Make sure you genuinely know the problem you're trying to solve. Right. So anyway. That's number one, which is, you know, you don't know the problem. Number two, you don't know the solution or uh, more aptly put, your solution sucks, right? You know, I, or, or your solution truly does not align with the problem you're trying to solve, right? Because you can, maybe you have, you do understand the, uh, the problem um, and maybe you did get frustrated and, and, and wanted to solve this, but, the, but, the, but where you failed is the solution part of it. You understand your customers, you understand everything, but you, you couldn't execute on the solution, right? Um, and, and like you couldn't nail the user experience, for example. Let me, let me uh, use an example that frustrated the hell out of me. Right. I mean, obviously, Tesla is very successful in them making electric cars. All the other traditional companies were trying to follow suit. Probably one of the maybe the second best uh, besides BYD is uh, Ionic 5. My dad drives a Ionic 5. Like, I remember when I drove it, I forgot to lock it. And then I launched the Hyundai app. I clicked on, OK, lock, remotely lock the car through the app, for example. And it's and then it had a pop up saying, Remote lock requested. What the hell does that mean? Remote lock requested is the pop-up that came in. So it, in other words, in the, in, the, in the TCP IP protocol, it sent a packet. It, it wants the, the users to know the request has been sent, right? And then once after several seconds, maybe a minute or so, you get a response back. Another pop-up, it says, your request for remote door lock on January 31st, 9 p.m., was successful. I mean, this is the user experience out of all. I mean, and then this is after Tesla came out. Why? It makes no sense to me, right? It's pure laziness as far as I'm concerned. And then and, and all the other things, like um, if you walk by with the, the keyless, uh, if you walk by with the keys, it'll unlock automatically. Great. And if you walk away, it'll automatically lock as well. Great. But if you drive, park, and then you get out of the car and you forget to lock your door, it won't auto-lock. Some of the logic makes absolutely no sense. I mean, the, 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 these subtle things, I don't, it's not that, some of these things at the last mile that we, we get wrong completely destroys the user experience. These are the things that, you know, I, I was uh, tell my team to slow down, think it through. The, and then these are the pitfalls that you don't want to fall into. These are very, you know, simple things to, to test learn and fix well before you release the product. Um, so use it, your, use it yourself for a while, right? Drive the car, for example, using this example. And it's, it should be fairly clear to you after you spend some time testing it out and un understanding the whole user experience, where the friction points are and what other friction points can you kill, right? That's the point. That's as uh, Steve Jobs says, build it for your family member, right? In fact, even better, build it for your grandma, right? To keep it simple, Stop 
doing pop-ups like request has been sent. Grandma wouldn't understand that. Now, speaking of uh, Builder for a Grandma, one thing that, that comes up is like, oh, the users are very stupid, so that's why we have to make it absolutely simple. Not really. We underestimate the user's intelligence. Yes, that's what I said. We underestimate the user's intelligence and overestimate the user's attention span. It's not that users are stupid, right? Let's not, if they have their 100% attention to focus on it, even your grandma will eventually figure it out. They don't want to, right? I'm an engineer, right? I can't figure out the half the time that the, I'm using uh, my, my previous car, Honda Odyssey. I could not figure out how to operate that thing. So the fact that an engineer couldn't figure it out, in other words, now, can I figure it out? Of course I can. I can spend, you know, whatever, 20 minutes learning, trying to figure out and how the buttons work. I don't want to. I have two kids. That's not what the user should be doing. It should be very, very friction-free, right? It should be completely friction-free. That's the, that's the point. It's not the user's intelligence, right? They're pretty intelligent. Uh, uh, but the, the problem is we significantly overestimate the user's attention span. That's a, a big lesson. So that's the second one. You don't know the solution or you're trying to align the solution and you're not doing well enough. Number three, you don't know your employees or they don't know you, right? And what do I mean by that? Can you articulate your vision, what you're trying to solve? Can you really articulate it with passion, right? That's number one. That's the, the oh, and, and, and you should be able to repeat it over and over until you feel it and you have to exude that vision, right? That's number one. Number two, does your team understand the vision? You have to ask questions and make sure that they totally understand the vision. You have to bring them where you are. Have they bought into the vision? Do they agree that they needs to be solved? Do they know enough about the problem? Um, or have you conveyed enough about the problem that they themselves feel the frustration, if you will? They're bought in. That's uh, uh, critical. Doing a blog post, like I call it leadership operating system in a business, right? What, I'm, what I mean by that, every single leader, supervisor, manager, lead, anyone with any kind of leadership responsibilities have to know what you're trying to do, right? And they all have to be able to articulate the vision, what you're trying to do, where you're trying to, and, and what you're trying to do, what the problem is, what the solution is, and where you're trying to go. And why? Because the leaders are the operating system of your business, right? They're the ones that they're the glue amongst everybody. It is so important. Of course, the employees need to know that too, but, but start with the leaders, right? Because that's the key. And lastly, but this is completely obvious, but culture, right? And then we'll do another episode on just culture because that's a big topic, you know, being, you know, egoless and being approachable so that people are, are, are genuinely curious, are are approaching you and asking questions. I think these are the, some of the things, but I won't go into the culture anyway. So those are the three things. You don't know the problem. You don't know the solution or you don't know, or your solution sucks. And third, you don't know your employees and, you know, or they don't know you, one of those two. In a sense, all of these other things you read, running out of cash means you ran out of cash before you've been able to attract all of the users to use your product, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't have run out of cash. You would have maybe raised the next round or whatever the case is, where, or your, your revenue goes up. But so that's, it's not, it, it, running out of cash is a secondary problem, right? Uh, you may not have enough money to start. That's a different issue. But running out of cash is, is a secondary problem to the whatever the primary thing is where you didn't nail it. The sales and marketing is a lot easier when you nail the solution. 
right? Your product is awesome. You understand your users and you nail the solution. Those are the three things. Hope that makes sense. Comment if you have any questions. Until, until next time. Ciao.